Well, what's up, folks? It is Tuesday night here in Tampa, Florida, and of course, everywhere around the U.S. as well. So we thank everyone for tuning in from the West Coast to the East Coast, overseas, and down in Brazil, Puerto Rico, and everywhere else. And by the way, happy Black History Month as we pay homage to all of our Black leaders that we've had before in our past, including the great and late Dr. Martin Luther King, who has excelled many steps for a lot of people to be able to do what they do today. So let's not forget that it is Black History Month. So good things are happening, obviously, for the Cincinnati Bengals, if you're a Bengals fan, because they're in the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Rams are in the Super Bowl, which means that the L.A. region will end up hosting the Super Bowl, which was going to be moved to Jerry's house if the Rams did not win. Now that the Rams have won, of course, they're going to keep it right there in L.A. to see if it'll be two years in a row where the home team We'll come out with the victory. So with that being said, we've got a lot of stuff to get into. Jim Harbaugh possibly going to Minnesota. We already know that Josh McDaniels is in Vegas. Brian Flores makes some news today. So tons to get into. We have the gang from Steel City Renegades with us today. Of course, my co-host Mike Fuji, DJ Montage behind the glass. And now we're at Studio B here live from the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios. My producer, Debbie. So with all that being said... It is episode 114, and welcome to Broad Street South. Of course, because the camera's not on, he wants to play around and then dance when the intro's on. So that's okay, because one of these days, like I told him, we will catch him dancing. But for the time being, hailing from Northeast Philadelphia, here is the Godfather, Mike. What's going on tonight? Super Bowl stage is set, Rams, Bengals, and before we get right in everybody on screen, I gotta ask you. Now the publicist of TV 12 was the first one to call you before the story broke this morning. Am I correct or not? Because I know you got that jersey dangling somewhere and you're bailing down <laughs> like you're not worthy like Wayne's World. And just just say you, you were the one before to break the story before Adam Schefter. Just admit it. Before those eight clowns at ESPN and everybody else heard it, Ian Rappaport, the rap sheet, whoever, say you were the first one to break the story this morning. No, I if, if I was George Washington had a cherry tree, <laughs> I guess I could chop, chop it down. It down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh yeah, I, I guess if you want to put it that way. So I just threw it out there to guess the publicists end up talking to me to let me know that TV 12 was planning on being out, but it was supposed to be after the Super Bowl. But he let me know that what was planning on happening down here in Tampa. And so Tom Brady had stated that he wanted to come back, but unfortunately, he figured that was it for him. He was done. So, yes, the news just broke here first before anything else ended up jumping off. So, yeah, Tom Brady, your best friend, is now going to his retirement village somewhere up there in Nantucket that we can make a nursery rhyme for, but it's a uh, kid's show, so we want to keep it kid-friendly. Uh, but later on, we'll bring Andrew Dice Clay, and he'll give us the uh, 
the <laughs> rest of the version of that of that, uh, of that little rhyme there. But no, hey, listen, he's gone. There's nothing else anybody can do at this point. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are happy that he is uh, no longer out there to wreak havoc on anyone. And I think everyone knew either he was going to come back for one more year at least, and then a plane, and then at this point. You know, he's just, he's off to retirement. He's building his house down here in Miami. Obviously he's not going to move to new England. He may end up having a place out there because I'm quite sure that, you know, he's going to either end up in a broadcast network. He wants to get his line, his product line out there. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that he's going to be doing. And I'm pretty sure here shortly, he's going to tell everybody what's going on. And, and how do you know all this for no, sure? It's because the scheduling book, I, I do have a copy of it that I am not sharing with anyone just uh, everything that's out there. But his, his brand is the biggest one. That's the biggest one he wants to push. But there's already swirlings of the broadcast booth, including some GMs, including, obviously, the uh, Patriots, where he was bred and raised, for the most part, in his NFL career, that they want to do something with him. So there's a uh, few announcements on the way. Well, now with all the Jalen Hurts controversy, whether he stays or not, maybe how he could give TV 12 a call to come out of retirement. Uh, he could do that if he wanted yeah, to. He could, he could end up it. in Philly since since he couldn't. Well, he did beat us in his last playoff game, but his last Super Bowl. Yeah, that he but lost yeah, was the Eagles. yeah, but no, again, it's 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 food for thought. What the hell? Exactly. You, you could dream with your. You could sleep with your TV twelve like. It's pat it a little. Wear it. Stop on it. Yeah, that's but, right. Wait, use it as a mop, whatever you want to do now. No, it's not no there, saying. but it's a, no. Whatever you it, want it, to do. It's good I money get out of burning. <laughs> I don't, it's a good thing that I don't have it, so it's, it's just fine. So I don't have it, nor do I have the Tampa gear, so it's just fine. Lightning gear, I won't lie. Yes, I do uh, have, because I, I do like the lightning. But as far as that, any buck no, stuff. You're yeah. admitting that now. You're admitting you're alive. I you're said it beforehand. Life. I said it before, and I even liked them prior to even moving down uh, the expansion draft. Thank you very much. But what year did they come into expansion? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Late nineties. I told you I was going to break your stones. About it's okay. You can break them. The one who's going to back me up, though, is your young. Beats reporter that I already see standing by there in Studio C. So let's bring him on. It is Nick Lisi. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's, what's going up, on? Ducky? Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be on the show. Um, obviously, well, I love it's back. I didn't know you were coming on. Yeah, but <laughs> did you guys did you guys hear the even better news? Tom Brady actually announced that he is joining Broad Street South as the <laughs> other beat writer. Isn't that absolutely crazy? How many beat writers are you going to have on this? Show? We're going to have as, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? But, uh, We're going to have a, it's going to be a whole Tampa division. Well, There's going to be Brady, Brady and the Broad Street South bunch. No, no, no. Brady's not above the brand. This is That's he, right. Brady's in, Brady's a Broad Street South member just like the rest of us. So. But no, I mean, for real, like, it's crazy. Like, you know, I saw today he, he played for 22 years. Like, I'm not I'm not even 22 years old yet. Right. Mm. Like, it's crazy to think that guy that guy has almost played as much professional football as he's like lived, you know. So it's uh, it's good for him that he's chosen to retire. Oh. 
I wish he retired last year after the Super Bowl, after they won. Um, but I got the honor to say I was at Tom Brady's last Super Bowl victory. So it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think. But uh, mm. but yeah, no, crazy news today. And uh, Ben Simmons is still non-existent. Uh, so uh, he's uh, either Brooklyn. Go Nets. All right, why, we, why don't you just give us Harden for uh, Simmons? That's not happening. That's not happening. That's, that's been some yeah that, that got shut down around here. I don't that, know. Got, that got shut down. So. That's right. Uh, Dave, hang on. I will try and get something worked out for you here. Let me make sure I get everybody else back up. So uh, give me a second, Dave, and I'll uh, try to take care of you here. By the way, joining us once again this evening, you guys know them. You love them at this point here from RedlineRadioLLC.com, as you guys see up there on the big screen. And by the way, if you happen to scroll down, you can see all the shows there on Redline Radio, including the number one show on the internet right there today, Steel City Renegades. And while they're here on our show, we're just going to change their name a little bit. Instead of making it Steel City Renegades, we're going to bring on Steel City South with Lee, F and Money, and, and Chipper, Ned and all. Boys, what is going on today? What's happening? Chipper and Lee, how the hell are you? What's up, oh, boys? Oh, boy. Ha, ha. Angel, I got to thank you for breaking that story for the Mickey Mouse Sports Network. Ha, ha, ha. You know, be, you know, between uh, you know, between the inside information that uh, Angel gets from TB12 behind the fence line, and now uh, Fuji throwing out uh, his best friend Howie, wanting, <laughs> wanting to call uh, TB12 to be quarterback next year. Man, there's all kinds of inside information going on here. Maybe the Steelers will call him up. No, <laughs> no. Why not? You want to take him? We'll take him for one year. They guarantee if they guarantee the Super Bowl for you folks, you Steeler folks. Oh, Fuji, you pretty much sound like you have it locked up with Howie, dude. Howie's going to call him up, and uh, he's going to play with you guys for next for a season. Breaking well, news from Martin, Tom Brady is not going to Pittsburgh. No. no. Yeah, if it guaranteed exactly. a Super Bowl, why not? I'd sell my soul to the devil. Even, even if we had Tom, we still wouldn't get a Super Bowl because our O-line has more holes than Swiss cheese. And Deontay Johnson can't, can't well, hold on to the ball. Cincinnati's offensive line has Swiss cheese too, and they not and they went into Kansas City and knocked them off. I think the uh, Steelers want their quarterbacks below forty, so I think that's probably a uh, a fair play. So. Well, I mean, well, well okay. Bradshaw out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just I was going to say Aaron Rodgers is, but he's only thirty-eight, so so almost there. Mm, hey, you never know. About Carson Wentz, he might be available now. Oh hell, no. No. We, we don't need Philly's no. Hell no. no nobody wants him. Nobody Why wants not? him. You don't want you don't want the ginger Jesus? Come on. No, we'll we'll stick with uh we'll stick with Dave's favorite quarterback, Mason Rudolph. Mm. Oh, boy. That, that <laughs> sounds pretty desperate. But. I can see him almost in there. I, I see the uh, I see the background screen, but not not Dave. But I do see the dynamite one. So uh, hopefully his his camera will come back on. I, yeah, I so what, what, another, what another great weekend of football. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah. yeah Shame it's not this week, and we gotta wait another eleven days. That's right. Like it's gonna be twelve days. Well, you know, let the figure skaters have their moment so that Russia can steal another gold medal. Right. And we'll see Deontay Johnson at the Pro Bowl, so he can. And Najee, and Najee Harris, and Najee Harris. 
Well, yeah. at least fifty percent of them can catch footballs. Yeah. Great. Mm. <laughs> a shot against the Eagles. Uh, no, that was a shot against. Oopsie, I dropped it. Johnson. Uh, Deontay and Najee getting by default. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, folks. As I'm trying to take care of Dave here. Hopefully, he'll swing on. So, uh, gentlemen, have a little conversation amongst yourselves. Sorry, everyone else. Uh, so I was, I was really, I was really surprised at how bad Patrick Mahomes looked in the second half. Oh, I think that team shot themselves in the foot when. I play right before the half. Absolutely. They said it would, which I blame Mahomes. I mean, Andy just said, get the damn ball in the end zone. And, you know, he had, you know, a little razzle dazzle with his sidearm nonsense and three kill just, you know, couldn't get it in. So, you know, yeah, he had I seven points left on the field, six yeah. points. I got to say, I, I was actually kind of shocked at how many people were just like, oh, how many people like the overtime rule now because since he won. Even though Kansas City got the coin toss, I still hate the overtime rule. It's still come nobody years ago complained about this. Now all of a sudden it's like they did. They did in in 2019. I believe Andy Reid was trying to change the rules, and then it caught no attention. But maybe this is the uh, the off season they do it. I still don't think they change it, but that's just me. I, I, no, I think, think something's got to be done. I seriously think that Mahomes forgot that he didn't have a third timeout. <laughs> Well, switch games. I mean, I mean, hell, what was it? Ten minutes left, and the Rams didn't have no timeouts in the second half. Yeah. After yeah. uh, McVeigh challenge a fumble. I mean, talking about almost shooting yourselves in the foot. Right. Yeah, I McVeigh mean, isn't very good at uh, challenges. <laughs> well, without no time, without no timeouts either. I mean, yeah, that could that could have blow up in your face too. Yeah, Jimmy G had that didn't yeah. I mean, for, for Mahomes to talk Randy Andy Reid into let him, you know, one more play, he, he threw it where he threw it, and then you look at replay, somebody even showed that uh, he tried to call a timeout. Well, obviously, it appeared to me that Mahomes forgot that he didn't have a third timeout. Bad yeah. clock management. Well, Jimmy, G, Jimmy G do enough to stay in San Francisco, or no. that you think they ship him? No. Uh, There's already talks of them trying to see what they can get for him on the trade market. Yeah. And he already had he already had a press conference today, pretty much is with the notion yeah, that he's, he's leaving. Yeah. Well, it could be end up he could travel down this way. Possibility down there in Tampa. I mean, again, if you're looking for if you look for someone inexpensive until you find the quarterback that's going to be leading your team for the future, it, it could be again a, a stop and 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 coming down here, they're going to have to rebuild. No matter which way you look at it, Tampa Bay is looking at least 26 players. Nine, your prime ones from free agency that they knew they were, they were going to bring a lot of these guys back that they weren't able to, to afford come up this upcoming season for 2022. So at this point, you have no other choice but to either bring in cheap help or you're going to have to have one heck of a draft in order for it to work to put this team back together again. But uh it, it could be a possibility of him coming here. The same thing with, uh, to give credit here to Rob Motti, he was talking about a possibility of Nick uh, Nick Foles coming here, which is another cheap commodity to bring down. Again, he knows about the Super Bowl. He knows about being an MVP, so he can come down here and be a great mentor. And I know someone put a comment in one of his posts today saying, like, well, you know, how did that work out with Jacksonville? Jacksonville wasn't building around Nick Foles at the time. 
And now they're got to try and build around their, their current quarterback at this point. But, you know, do they build around Trevor Lawrence or they just keep making the same goofy mistakes they've been doing over and over again? So that, that's yet oh. to be seen. Then again today, I mean, not today, but I mean, how many coaching vacancies are still available? Like six, five, no. Five, five. at this point. Yeah, hmm. four or five, because I saw on, I mean, uh, on the four-letter four letter network when you were talking about the Brian Flores thing, uh, which I'm, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about it or not, but there's like four or five openings still available, and who knows, you know, what's going to happen with those. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, that story is a disgrace. Yeah. I mean, do, do you, I, that's a flat out disgrace. I mean, I I can possibly see how this can blow up in the league's face, though. I know the league is already trying to, you know, sit there and say none of that stuff happened or anything like that. I I saw their comments, and it's just like I don't, I if if the the text between Flores and Belichick do turn out to be legitimate, I mean, what do you possibly see coming out of this? I mean, do, do you think the league is going to have to shoot itself in the foot? Is uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, the commissioner is he going to have to? Is, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. Yeah, Goodell. Is he going to have to step down? I mean, are are these teams going to be have to look at be getting sold, especially Miami, with the with the possible rigging, you know, and and a hundred thousand dollar bonus for every game you you bump? I mean, that's. That's one hundred sixty million dollars, or one hundred sixty thousand dollars. I mean, it's peanuts to the NFL. I mean, what's Goodell making? Fifty million dollars a year. How much is the NFL making? Well, true. I mean, it's it's just disgrace. It's just it is a disgrace. And I mean, I I don't really want to. I don't want to sit there and say that I think the Rooney Rule has kind of been biting the league in the butt, especially with the logo that's behind me. But it just seems at this point that the only team that is benefiting from the Rooney rule are the teams that the Rooney owns because they're the only one that that's had a African-American head coach for longer than two years. Well, the one, the one thing that the one thing that I, I did point out in, in what uh, Laura said about ownership, and you guys have to realize that uh, most of the ownerships in the NFL are, have owned the teams for years or have passed on the, the ownership to family. And maybe in like maybe the last 10 years, ownership, uh, football team ownership has only changed hands, maybe like two or three teams. So it's hard for ownership to change when ownerships have been, it's been the same or in the family for generations or multiple years. So for an African-American, uh, owner to get in and own a team it's going to be kind of difficult until somebody actually gives up ownership of a team right true yeah i mean yeah i mean you're not saying anything that i haven't already thought about but i mean it's i mean it just seems like everybody just remembers mike tomlin but yet romeo cornell was a head coach and i I think he was head coach for what three four years maybe even longer than that before the browns kicked him to the curb and then you had hugh jackson one in 31 but I mean, there have been other African American head coaches. Have they been successful? Not as successful as Mike Tomlin, but there have been other African American head coaches, and they flamed out. Tony Dungy. 
Flores, Flores clearly got the shaft, though. I mean, he to- he totally got screwed over. Oh, I, I, and I'm not and I'm not saying that he didn't. I mean, expe- like I said, especially if the texts between him and Belichick turn out to be legitimate, and he d- he did think he was texting the other Brian. I mean, the NFL has got a major issue on its hand with that alone. That they still continue to hold interviews when they already had their coaching candidate picked, right? That would be, but again, it, it listen, everyone's seen the NFL. First of all, Roger Goodell is just as guilty as anybody else from letting the things happen to what he've happened for many, many years. Everybody knows that. that's why he gets booed everywhere he goes. If nothing happens out of this, I think it'll be a, a bigger calling for Roger Goodell. He thinks he gets booed now. Wait till he ends up in Vegas for a draft for the same thing. But it made no sense. Well, why in the world? How do you get rid of the only successful coach? No offense to Bill O'Brien, but the only successful coach that came out of Bill Check's freaking barnyard over there with in Patriot Land that was actually making progress. And then a part of that from Brian Flores that put out there was that supposedly the owner had told him that he will pay him one hundred thousand dollars per yep. loss yep. just to get better picks. So if that also holds out to be true, you talk they talk about Pete Rose, huh? But I would think this would be a whole lot worse. That to me, then d- does the ownership then step down, and then who takes over the reins? Because it's not going to stop. So then, what was the reasoning behind Brian Flores? Because he wouldn't take the money to be a bust. Why? If I'm a head coach, why in the world would I want to be a bust? I mean, it's an absolute joke. You hired me to win. You didn't hire me to lose. Well, if that's the case, just put AOC in there. Everything she touches freaking loses. So you know, you know Baker's HC. But to me, it makes no freaking sense whatsoever to do something like that. It just, I, I don't understand it. So Brian Flores has great legs to stand on if it's true, because it's the same way. If he would have gotten, let's just say hypothetically, he would have gotten the job with the New York Giants, even though the only, and he didn't have the interview, as he stated, he didn't have the interview. Would it have been fixed? Of course. Do a lot of people that work for a lot of companies, they know that he interviewed for a position, but what happens? Part of the, you know, whether you want to call it the good old boy system, whatever system you want to call it or refer to, there's been people that have been well qualified for that position, but because he's a friend of a friend or a family friend of a family member or whatever case right. may be, and the person doesn't know squat, they're the ones to get the position. And then you get the listen, buddy, don't worry about it. The next time we have a position open, you're our guy. And guess what? That guy goes to an actual company that wants to be there for him, him or her for that matter. But the same way with Brian Flores, I mean, I I wouldn't, there's no reason to be hanging around. And I can't understand why in the world he even get a shot for another head coaching position. So then what else has been said after him being let go by Miami? Because I'm pretty sure at this point, whomever's going to say anything about Flores, you better make sure you either it, it's substantial evidence because the way I saw it was he turned that abysmal team like the Marlins around to make them least contenders. And then you get rid of them because you want to better draft picks. Well, then you should have done so many organization many years ago, but Again, it's Miami, and Miami doesn't do much things much more different, any different than freaking the Marlins. Marlins, we see every single year, it's a dumpster fire. They get rid of good quality players. They might hang on to them one or two years. You got uh, Derek Jeter over there trying to you know string things out, but you can't. The only sold-out crowd they'll ever have is opening day, period. That's it. Even when the All-Star game came down there, the All-Star game itself, they proclaimed that it was sold out. That wasn't even sold out. So, yeah, it, it again, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed by the NFL. Roger Goodell should be gone. He should have stepped down a while ago. But, again, money rules everything. 
And if I do remember, wasn't that a song a long time ago, a rap cream? Cash so, rules everything around me. Right. So well, let me let me, let me, just clan. let me just throw this out there real quick. Wait, wait, else wait. Hold the phone. We got breaking news here. I see one gentleman who's been patiently trying to get in tonight. And oh, with crap, that I'm being not, said, Dave, Dave's on. I'm out. <laughs> well, well, hey, I had to. I had to for some reason sign into my backup Facebook account. I don't know what happened, but I'm here now. So, what's up, gentlemen? What's, what's up, Dave? Dave? Doing? Dave? Not much, man. Not much. I heard you guys were talking about uh, Brian Flores and whatnot. Uh, that's a messed up situation. I don't understand. I agree with Angel. I don't understand why he was fired and let go from Miami. That's just stupid. He had a winning record over there. A lot of talk that. Uh, Mr. Khaki Pants from Michigan is going to be taking that job here soon, but I guess he's got a second interview with with the uh, Minnesota Vikings on Wednesday, National Signing Day. So we'll see what's happening there. I mean, I don't understand why this guy doesn't have a job. He's too good of a coach not to have one. Well, I was I was just getting ready to, to bring up before you came on, Dave, the fact that the, the Dolphins start off with one and seven this year, and then they finished the season eight and one for a nine and nine and uh, nine and eight record. So how Brian Flores got shafted and got fired was is beyond me why he it, hopefully he'll end up with a job because there are still four or five job openings out there hopefully one of those teams will step up and go against the green and say hey we, we we acknowledge what you're doing we appreciate what you're doing you're still a candidate and maybe even hire him they should because they guys a proven coach yeah my takeaway on that whole thing was was what if what would happen if he had taken that money what would have happened if he had oh, taken yeah. $100,000 per loss? And then, you know, because he had a losing record, he still would have been the first guy on the chopping block because that's who always ends up being the first on the chopping block is the head coach. We've seen it for how many years in Cleveland? But And that's the crazy thing about it because if he had taken the money, he still could have sat there and said, here's evidence that I was bribed to lose yep still could have had a case against the nfl or at least the miami at that point but i mean now you've got three teams that are being named because he named the broncos too and i mean it's just it's i cannot wait to happen with this because i have a feeling something is going to implode in the nfl the only good thing that can come out of it is that maybe the usfl and the xfl will actually stand a chance ratings wise next year Yep, it's actually true. I mean, it's it is a shame because if you really if you really do think about it, you're absolutely right. Lee. If, if he took that money, man, oh man, that'd be the first thing they would exploit him on, and it yep. would tarnish his reputation forever. And it would just be sure, it'd be downward, banned from the league too. Yeah, well, because it would banned be a downward spiral, right? Because unless you have the actual evidence of what they were planning on doing, you can forget about it. So the, I I hope, I truly do hope, whatever he has with that organization. That hopefully he does bring it. That way they, everybody can see exactly what they're there for. It's no different. Look how quiet things have gone into the night out there in D.C., right? D.C.U., same nonsense. Why is it that all those women that harassed, that were used as pawns, that were used basically as you know paid prostitutes for people up there in, in that organization, how did that go away mysteriously? Oh, again, because of the money, because of Roger Goodell. You follow the money, it all ends up at Roger Goodell. But as long as Roger Goodell does everything that's going on in the moment with this and that and society, the whole nine yards, people just watch it and they forget about it. 
So, but that's okay though. Every dog has their day, and it will come up on Roger Goodell. Unfortunately, well, it not, yep. not only Goodell, but how about Daniel Snyder, who's the buffoon behind it all? Right, and that's what I was. It's exactly what I was talking about because it, it doesn't make any freaking sense. How in the world is he still there? Why in the world is he not gone? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Lisa, what's going on, Lisa? From Growing Wings oh, Adult oh, Services. Yeah. The oh, official crap, your sponsor. Boy Joey B is on. Yep. All right, he's already going to start bringing it, believe me. <laughs> uh, we'll Joey, on Tuesday. Relax. I really do that hope one of the teams that, that has an opening goes against the green and ignores what he did and actually gives him serious consideration, if not the actual job. But I mean, that's the right. Jesse Chipper. I don't yeah. think he actually did take the money. I think he's going. He went against the organization, and even no, no, though, no, 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 I meant, I meant the fact that he filed a lawsuit against the NFL, and he may be blackballed from a head coaching job. I hope you know some team goes against that, and appreciates what he's doing, and appreciates what what he's done as a as a coach. Well, then he could have another him. lawsuit against the NFL for discrimination. Yeah. Damn, what, what was that? <laughs> That's my dog over here. He's trying to get on camera. <laughs> Good Lord. Sounds uh, like you had Godzilla over there. What did, did uh, Pouncey come over and try to toss you a couple uh, snaps there? No, like he would. Like too much Taco Bell. No, he was over here. He's over here whining because I won't let him to come on camera. He's usually like sitting right next to me when I do these lives and shit, but I won't let him come on camera. Well, for a second there, I thought it was Fuji because anytime you talk about TV twelve, you know his, his stomach grumbles usually like that. So I, for a second there, I thought it was Fuji. Easy there, easy there, <laughs> Easy there, Brady's backyard there, getting the, all that inside information at first. Hey, hey Nick, what? Hey Nick, what do you think about uh, Nick Flores or Brian Flores? Um, I was wondering what you guys are saying. It's incredibly sad to see the NFL and the teams um, discriminated against Brian Flores. But um, what, I, what, I, what I really hate to say against the NFL is they, right, all the NFL is trying to do is like, hey, like we appeal to everybody, stop racism and racism, you know, social equality, all that stuff. And then you see like all this crap behind the scenes. And because NFL fans, you know, if 33 million people are watching the game, only probably about 10 million or so are actually keeping up with the stories and what's going on behind the scenes. It's sad. And yeah, Brian Flores is a, he, he can win in this league and he's proven it. He won with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He won with Tua. I think that's why he was fired. I think that was the, the main reason why they let him go is because Tua, you know, he didn't like Tua. The owners like Tua and there was a massive disagreement. I'm not a huge Tua guy myself, but you know, it's, it's incredibly sad. I hope, I hope the guy can get another opportunity. Um, but for now he might, he might be out of coaching for two or three years just because, you know, no team's going to want to take that risk. I guess now when Sean was putting out there, he said that this was uh, this news was out there with Brian Flores. There's a real negative vibe down there right now. A source told, a source told La Canfora, a lot of players do not trust Flores. Flo thinks he's a player's coach with an open-door policy, but I know a number of players who would tell you they don't really think he's approachable enough or flexible. And again, you know, this is where – the rumors escalate where the rumors start and right. no one ever knows a story until it, it's actually put out there or years later, something else. So uh, I'm pretty sure this is not the end and or obviously it's the beginning of something, but it won't be the end of this story and this saga because we'll, we'll probably hear more and more of it as the season ends and guys come out and, and, and who knows what's going to happen there. Lisa, what's going on? I saw you there saying, what's up angel and the air 
Uh, welcome to the show here. Lee said that I started seeing the official sponsor of Steel City Renegades from Growing Wings Adult Services. So uh, in in Ohio, correct, uh, gentlemen, if, I, if I'm if i saying that correctly? Yeah, yes, that, that's correct. Absolutely. Down in Barberton, Ohio. All right. So uh, if you're if you're if you are in need, if your parent or loved one is in need of adult services, please reach out to uh, Lisa Summers there on Facebook. Uh, by all means, Growing Wings Adult Services, Lisa Summers, uh, who they, takes they care of it all. As well. Yeah, uh, that, that's true, too, as well. Um, but I want to get into something here. As we talked about, remember, if you guys, Diego mentioned that he had cracked the code about what would happen with Jimmy G. And I want to bring it up because I think it's funny as I was listening to the playback today on the radio from the podcast that we just had on this past week. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that he actually basically told us what was going to end up happening in the game. So I want to play this here. And hopefully for those who end the mission to show here on Sunday, you'll get to hear exactly what he said. And I find it again, just really interesting that what he had mentioned actually comes to fruition. Come on. And you're not going to work, are you? Faces, man. It's not going to work. Imagine that. Give me a second. Let me try this again. Because this is what happens when you go live. Must be Tom Brady Hickle. <laughs> is that what it is? Smart guy. Who else is a smart ass? Me. Who else? All right. I got one for you. He's there. Number one. Brady. Are you talking talk about where he broke, broke out where he said there would be one mess up that uh, Jimmy G is always known for. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping maybe it'll pick up here for some reason tonight. Everything is just ungodly lagging. Don't know why. But then again, the yeah, Everybody, it's unfortunate. One of those Bucks fans are in morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm sure it's on, on the audience. So it's going to happen again. Did it's starting to like, come on now. Dave, and talk about Jimmy G. Guys, I believe I cracked the code. I know what's going on here, and I know why San Francisco 49ers are fighting for the NFC. Okay, well, you know what? I gave it a, I gave it a second shot here. And unfortunately, so yeah, Chipper, you were right, and, and it's just, for some reason, I... I Oh, I try not to get frustrated with the local cable coming right. down here. Now, the, the cable coming down here, it's just... Fans are rolling morning. Now, the, the problem is the cable coming down here, it's just like Comcast. It's just like freaking Comcast. When they want to decide the lag, they'll decide the lag. It, it's it's ungodly. It's just like if the power goes out around here for like a minute, we lose internet for like three hours. It just makes absolutely no sense, and it gets to be frustrating, but whatever. Are using dial-up down there? Yeah. We're using satellite dial-up. We we put out antennas right it's outside like of the show. Works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's People just frustrating. Call the because, number and it'll be busy for like an hour. Yeah, or the next person will jump on and then you get kicked off one or two. But you know, uh, Diego was talking about how he cracked the code and he said that obviously uh, Jimmy G would end up screwing up. There'll be one play where he screws up and that's exactly what happened towards the end of the game there. I, I don't know if Sam Fran would have had a potential as far as driving down the field. But the same one who has the experience now four times in a row, 
Patrick Mahomes was doing the same exact thing. You're trying to make a play that's not there, there, and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So to me, it, it, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous what ended up happening between San Fran, what happened to KC, good for though for Cincinnati that they end up winning, but the Rams. Uh, I I don't I think since he pulls that win off I I don't believe that the Rams end up winning a Super Bowl. Why why do you, why do you think it was ridiculous what happened to to the 49ers? Because it, it, again, <clears throat> 49ers had a potential of, as far as you have 60 minutes, so you have plenty of time actually to to win the game. Yep. A lot of miscues, a lot of non-readable plays. To put it that way, and, and trying to make again running plays that just weren't working. Not that the Rams weren't looking that much more better than San Fran was because they were just struggling as well. And that game, honest to God, the AFC Championship game by far was the better of the two because those two that between San Fran and the Rams just ended up being a boring fest towards the very end. It, it ended up being so so boring, at least to me. I ended up falling asleep here on the studio couch watching the game because it just wasn't as exciting as the week oh, before. Thank God, at least it wasn't the only one. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, it just, oh, to me, it, it wasn't, It I was expecting more. When we were going through the pregame show, it, it just seemed to be a lot more than what it turned out to be. It was just, it was slow momentum building. And the Rams, to me, are not your Super Bowl champions. I, I hate the, uh, and sorry for the LA folks that I, I know they like to listen to the show here. And no offense to any of you guys and girls out there, but to me, Cincinnati right now, and, and again, Cincinnati, it may not appear as a Super Bowl team, but obviously they got in there. They they did what they had to do to get in there. To me, I think Cincinnati is going to be celebrating here in two weeks. So we'll see. I know uh, when we had uh, when we had Drew on, Drew had uh, put on a Cincinnati Bengals helmet on his ankle, I believe, or his leg uh, out there after the win. So that goes to show you how how much he's been waiting for it. And obviously, as he said, he was 30 years old. It's the first time he's ever seen it. So a lot of people, just like they did for the Eagles, many people waited before they were finally able to uh, to celebrate. I'm going to bring Dave back up here. He keeps jumping in up. But, um, you, uh, I mightily disagree with you, by the way. I don't think the Bengals win, and I don't think they win because, one, there's no home field advantage for the Bengals. There is for the Rams. And, two, that Bengals O-line is going to get absolutely screwed over with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller coming at Joe Burrow. Vaughn Miller's done this before. He he knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to be there right in the right time, right spot. It's going to be a close game for sure, but I, I do think the Rams win, and I think Stafford's going to get his uh, his first ring. And, and Angel, if, if you recall, when we did a show on uh, on Sunday, most of us thought it was going to be kind of a shootout in the AFC game, but the, yeah. the NFC Championship game, we all pretty much thought it was going to be a lower-scoring game. I mean, I for sure thought it was going to be a lower-scoring uh, I mean, game because of the defenses. Both teams are pretty evenly matched with San Fran and the Rams. I I believe. I mean, um, hey, there's there's a lot of talk here uh, on our talking heads on our sports network uh, that the Browns are looking pretty idiotic for trading or for actually letting OBJ go now because now he's going to a Super Bowl. And everybody's just like, oh well, how how dumb of an idea it was to let him go and blah blah blah. He wanted him. Exactly, and that—that's I mean, kind of where I was going the with. Guys, that. a phenomenal talent, but another David—that's a head case. Well, it's the fact that the Browns just cut him instead of just letting him ride the pine and screwing him. You know, just saying, "Hey, you, 
ride the pine. We're not going to let you go for nothing. You know, they yeah, they're they're, they're not going to let. They weren't going to do that. They wanted to get rid of that, especially after Odell Beckham's dad came out with that video. They're not going to let him ride the pine. Should they have? Yes, Chipper, they should have. But they were not going to do that. They were going to let that guy go. Obviously, he didn't want to be be in Cleveland, and he's. He, Von Miller said it. You know, he ta- he texted him at the beginning of the season. Says, "Don't come to Cleveland." So he didn't want to be here. Well, you know, these a lot of these guys today they think they're bigger than the game, which it's a privilege to play in the NFL. Like I, I wouldn't want the headache. I mean, I, I, I don't. We think had, I T- we had To here for a season and a half. Yeah, the guy was phenomenal talent. Better than they OBJ and the rest of these teams today. But I don't think I'll that one's trying to, to boot on Cleveland. I was just saying that, you know, typical Cleveland fan is sitting here saying how dumb the Browns look for getting rid of OBJ. But, I mean, he was a cancer to the team. He had to go. I mean, I think we all said that, did we not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was true. And, and no one's trying to come down on it, madam. It, it, believe me, no one's trying to come down on Cleveland because they're not. Cleveland has, has done things that, that everyone can acknowledge. They are making rides and strides in the right direction. Are they there yet? No. As we talked about throughout the season, Cleveland has done better than what he, in the past two years. Yeah, you can give them all the kudos in the world because they, they continue. I believed in Baker Mayfield where a lot of people have not believed in Baker Mayfield. And I still believe that Mayfield can take them there. But, again, I'm not the owner. I'm not the organization. I'm just a guy that ends up talking about as far as Baker Mayfield, but I believe that he should remain in Cleveland. Now, it's going to be up to Cleveland, Adam, to do whatever they want to with Baker Mayfield. We can we can defend them all we want to. Unfortunately, that's going to be up to the organization. Baker Mayfield, to me, just one man's opinion, I believe can get them to the Super Bowl. And I did mention it on Steel City Renegades all season long this year that he can do it. But, again... Who are we to say anything? Because even the professionals get it wrong, unfortunately. And uh, as you say, he's got one more year to prove it, and he does. Adam, you're absolutely right. He's got one more year to prove it. And I think he will, he's continuously gotten better. I will say that much. Now, obviously, the injury did not help him out, and that's fine. Everyone, I mean, there's a lot of teams who are banged up this year. But to me, I believe they should remain there. Now, it will be up to your organization to decide what they want to do. With all these different moves that are going to happen here within the next you know, couple of weeks, the end of the regular 2021 season and the start of 2022, there's going to be a lot of you know moving around. And who's to say someone doesn't believe enough in Baker Mayfield to make a trade for Cleveland for him? But I hope he does. I hope he's. I hope he does one more year definitely to prove it, and then he's able to prove to do it longer. And speaking about proving, I thought it was funny. I and I I think it was on Philly Sports Strips family. Somebody put a meme up there, and and Dallas fans and I know folks in Dallas, you guys listen to us as well. But I thought it was the funniest thing when I saw that someone put up there, they put Dak Prescott's picture like in a, a kind of in a shock face. And they put that that uh, Joe Barrow and the Cincinnati Bengals got there before he did as far as their Super Bowl. And I, I just I thought it was comical because, again, anything when it comes to Dallas, I think it's funny. But I, again, that's my thing. But, Adam, you're absolutely right. We're, we're we are going to see what's going to end up happening. He says, got a feeling. I'll wait for the comment to come in. We've got a feeling they're going to trade him and he excels elsewhere. And that that is a great possibility. It could happen. Right now, there's teams hurting for quarterbacks. So who's to say Baker Mayfield has not got himself to the point where he is tradable, that he could get, you know, he may not get a first-round pick, or if he does, it's going to be because the team's, like, really desperate, depending how the GM ends up handling it. 
But I, I couldn't see why Baker Mayfield wouldn't be a superstar somewhere else. And, and who's saying Tampa doesn't reach out? Tampa right now is going to figure out what the, you got. Blaine Gabbert, again, that I mentioned just on Sunday. That's not the end-all or be-all, but he is on the roster at the moment. And then you have the kid who they picked up on the uh, – obviously from the draft last year. Yeah, and he's not going to get to this point. He knows he's not ready. He's at least two to three years away from him being potentially ready because you, you're a third string. So you're basically practicing with the practice squad at this point because he only had two, you know, two all season long. So it, it's just it's so many variables are going to happen here at the end of the season. There's so many teams are going to just going to be rushing out to see what they're going to have, what they have in their roster, the holes they need to fill. And I think for this draft alone. As I mentioned before, we went on air here. Your O-line, your D-line are your big draft that you're going to have this year coming out to 2022. You're not getting a slew of quarterbacks. You're not getting a slew of wide receivers. It's just going to be guys who know they need that, that O-line to be better. And I'm pretty sure that's where the Bucks were going to go if TB12 came back for one more year. But now focus goes over to the Eagles the same way because if you're bringing Jalen Hurts back for one more year to prove himself as well, he knows he needs a better O-line than what we have with the organization right now. The Eagles O-line is absolutely horrendous. So same way, Adam, same feeling. We can't wait for a free agency as well because I, I want to see what the Eagles going to end up doing. I don't think Harry Roseman has a blockbuster draft. That's just me. And if he, and if he doesn't, <clears throat> then Jeffrey Lurie really needs to look at and see how much more are they going to keep him around because – it's the same way. When your GM is calling the shots, when he's calling the games, when he's doing everything, I'm sorry, your general manager should have no purpose on any, in anybody's ear or on the field whatsoever. You're hired to do a particular job. Do that job. Do not try to be the head coach. You know, Don't try to be another Jerry Jones Jr. Do your job. Be the GM. Make everybody happy. At the end of the day, make sure you got the team that needs to be there. But for Harry Roseman and the crap that he's been doing with that organization – I just hope that Jeffrey Lurie really wakes up this offseason, figures out if we do not get the job done during the draft, it's time to go. Yeah, I think, I, I think too, that it's going to be one of two things for Tampa Bay. And I said this earlier in the chat. I think they're going to try and go get a big-game free agent quarterback and build on us and get one more last run, or they're going to blow everything up. That's my, that's my opinion on that. Um, a lot of talk that Aaron Rodgers is going down there. I mean, don't know. I mean, with the oh, no. uh, with the thoughts of with the notion that Byron Leftwich is is going to leave and go take a head coaching position somewhere, and now TB12 is, is leaving. Be curious to see what the Bucks do now in regards to Philly. I'm sure that uh, Fuji he can he has more input as far as his best friend Howie. What he's going to do as far as blockbuster trade or something? He's got the inside scoop on that kind of stuff. Well, just to, just to say what he's saying, so I beg the differ because I think the Eagles' O line was fine. I mean, you got Isaac Salamalo coming back. I mean, you believe Kelsey's coming back. I mean, you got Landon Dickerson that'll probably play right guard. You got Jordan Mulata left tackle, Lane Johnson right tackle. It's that defensive line that needs to be short of. I mean, Derek Bournette's probably not coming back. You got Brandon Graham, who's 33 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. You don't know what he's going to do. Fletcher Cox is another year older. I mean, Milton Williams seems to be a nice pick from last year. Javon Hargrave was solid. I mean, they got to get better on the defensive line. You need a linebacker. You need safety help. You need another rookie corner to play opposite of Darius Slay. 
it's more of the defensive side of the ball than the off. I mean, definitely Jalen Hurts, if he's the quarterback, could definitely use another upgraded receiver because the way Jalen Rigger's going, I'm sure he'll be here for one more year until his rookie contract expires. But Eagles can't go in the next season with this receiving court. Like I said last year, how we should have went after a veteran receiver to compliment these young guys and to give Jalen Hurts another weapon, which the, the Eagles got to do this year. Like I said, I would have traded Zach Hurts. Should have just let him play out his contract and then walk because you decided to sign Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders may be gone. Boston Scott's a free agent. Jordan Howard, the only guy right now you basically have on your roster and running back is Kenny Gainwell. Maybe Jason Huntley. So the other line's good to me. Jalen Hurts just needs a couple weapons, and you definitely got to build up that defensive side of the ball. Hey, Fuji, I got one for you. We'll send you Devin Bush for uh, Fletcher Cox even up. How about that? Take him. Take that salary. Get it off the books. We'll take him. Wait, we need a line. Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker since Jerry Robinson in 1979. Which they Eagles do not value the linebacker position going back to the Andy Reid era. Oh, Dave, Dave already given up on Devin Bush. Hey, I take him. I'll even pick him up at the airport. I'll pick up Devin Bush and drop Fletcher Cox off and he'll be on his merry way to the Steel City and you can have him. Yeah, you know we were trying to get him at trade deadline. They wouldn't give up a fifth round pick for him. So I don't know, maybe they talk about that trade, that trade in the offseason or whatnot. But I mean, Chipper, you got faith in Devin Bush? Are you kidding me, Chipper? No, no. Oh, okay, I was about to say, you got faith in that guy. There's something wrong with you. Well, we had about 10 more minutes here, and I, I want to get to two more things here. One is, and and since you broke the story there, uh, Dynamite Dave, when it comes to Josh McDaniels with the Las Vegas Raiders, here we go, another, another one out of the Belichick tree here. Do we believe that that was the right hire for Vegas? Wait, will Josh actually take the job, or would he back out again? That's uh, he thing. back. He better take the job. He's got his hand-picked general manager. Ziggler, they're both Bolin Wallace uh, grads. They went to school together. They're buddies. So, I mean, if you're going to fuck your buddy over, then, I mean, that he'll never get another coaching job in, in, in uh, the NFL. And he was probably told that he wasn't going to get Belichick's job, that the next coach of the, pa- the Patriots is going to be Stephen Belichick, which is Bill's son. There's a lot of talk about that. So that's probably why he took that job. I watched his press conference. He seems like he's interested in his job. He seems like he's interested in, in the team. Seems like this is the right time for him to uh, to be a head coach now. I mean, that's what he said in his press conference. That's your buddy there who handpicked you. So, don't know. Yeah, was it the right hire? I don't think it was the right hire. I would have run after either Doug Peterson or Harbaugh. Two good picks right there to go to, go to Vegas. But McDaniels, don't know. Don't know. Man, well, McDaniels was supposed to end up in Indy two years. No, the year after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And we got screwed out of losing Frank Reich because since they hired Frank Reich and, you know, the Eagles gave permission to him and Ursay hired him as the coach. I, I think he'll do well. I, I think McDaniels will do well. I, I think um, having Derek Carr as your quarterback and kind of just seeing, like, the way he's led that team through all the – 
you know, all the drama with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs and Arnett. I, I think Josh McDaniels is entering a situation where he can just be himself and just be a, a good head coach. And he can he doesn't have to be a Bill Belichick like, oh, I'm the leader. I take over. You know, he can he can let Derek Carr kind of be a little bit more of a leader and he and he can kind of do his thing with the coaching and the X's and O's. So, yeah, I, I think it's the right hire. I think he'll do great. Yeah, I mean, you're saying ahead. Derek Carr stays there. Absolutely. There was a lot of talk that there, there was a lot of talk. He doesn't want to be there now. He was, uh, he was all in favor of Rich Basaccia, Basaccia or whatever his name is, that's supposed to get the job now down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, and then Sean brings up a, a comment here where he says, Hey, I'm all for about having Brian Flores as offensive coordinator, case Gannon bolts for a head coaching gig. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind Brian Flores either, Sean. I, I would have to agree there. I would not mind Brian Flores coming over to the Eagles organization to be the new defensive coordinator because it's got to be better than what Jonathan Gannon did. So, I, yeah, that's a that's actually a good, good suggestion there. Great question and good, good suggestion because I, I, I would definitely take him. Fuji, I don't know how you would feel, but I, I would think so. Well, I mean, would he take a downgrade, though, from a head coaching position? Well, if he doesn't get picked up by anybody else at this point, I mean, you can either you know buy your time if you want to stay obviously in the NFL, which he does. But if that's the case, take it for you know take it for what it's worth at the moment, and then see what's going to happen come next year. But to me, why not? I mean, I I would hope that he would. I mean, if anybody, if any team needs a major turnaround, it would be the Houston Texans. That would be another great spot for Brian Flores. Even for Dougie P, it would be a good spot down there for him for the Houston Texans. But and, and, and who knows? And then obviously New Orleans is still looking for one. He would do well, I believe, as as well over in New Orleans. Does he want to be New Orleans? Who knows? Does he want to be in the same division as Miami? If if, if there was a team right now looking for him, uh, looking for someone to be competitive with. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think for for DC Philly, I think it'd be fine. Fuji, I don't know if you want to add into that or not. Well, Brian Flores, yeah, I'd hire him in a second. I mean, just look, look what the crap he's dealing with and what he had all year in Miami. I mean, he turned that team around and just were on the brink of the playoffs. I mean, one of these teams ought to take a shot with him, besides, you know, everything that's coming out today. I mean, he's already proven what, like Nick said, with two and what he had with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, with the bombshell, yeah. he just he just pulled laid out today. He, he He'd be, he should be happy getting any kind of coaching job in the NFL. Well, the thing of it is, why isn't like a guy like Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator of Tampa Bay, not getting the job? Maybe he was. Maybe he was told that he's going to be the heir apparent of uh, Bruce Arians. Well, that's the rumor that came out of Tampa with Bruce Arians, as far as him being the successor. About Todd Bowles. To me, I think he laid the blueprint on how to beat Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl. We yep. could, but that's you know that's there's from and again the other escalated rumor was that that if Tom Brady decided to retire that Bruce Arians would decide to retire Gronkowski I'm pretty sure he's going to retire because yep. he's not going to stay with the team without Tom Brady on there so we already know that's a given he's going to retire he doesn't have to worry about money for the rest of his life because the man has yet to spend one NFL paycheck because the money he's been spending from the time he's been in the NFL has been from his sponsors and, and you talk about yeah. Talk about investing wisely. Yeah. Someone needs to learn from Rob Gronkowski because that man's going to be set for life. So he has nothing to worry about. But I don't see him staying with the organization. I, I seen something today that he might go to Buffalo. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Nice, really nice weapon for Josh Allen. 
Absolutely. And win the WWE 24-7 championship again. Well, he did. He's still under contract technically with the WWE. He did sign a three-year deal. So he's got a year left on his contract. Well, that would, that would be interesting. And then the last thing I'm going to get to here with as far as when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, because we hear the name again. Supposedly you want to stay in Michigan. Now the Vikings are saying they're going to bring him in to talk to him. He was, uh, which is tomorrow. I know they had scheduled something over the phone first, and now they're talking about coming in there. So uh, I, I will say, Lee, I'll, I'll give you this one here. Harbaugh, who's been, I guess, finally made a turnaround for Michigan, which at the season before, they were talking about possibly even getting rid of him because of what he had not done in Michigan. So now the Vikings are talking about bringing him in there. Would he be the right fit to try and get that team to where they should be? I mean, his brother's been successful for, you know, how many years coaching the Ravens. So, I mean, you know, I mean, the Harbaugh's, you know, I mean, as Dave calls him, Mr. Khaki Pants. I mean, it would be an interesting thing to see, you know, what he can do there. I mean, it took him 10 years to beat Ohio State at Michigan. So, I mean, it might be another slow burn kind of deal for, for Jim there. You know, but I mean, if he were to stay in Michigan, it's going to be another ten years before he beats Ohio State again. It's like it's like a you know a ten year thing for them. So I mean, I don't know. It, it's interesting because his name is attached to so many different teams right now. It's you know, I mean, you're hearing possibly Miami. You're hearing this. You're hearing that. Blah blah blah. I mean, but I mean, the Vikings would probably be a good fit for him. And you know, I mean, if he ends up, you know having issues you can always call up his brother and be like hey what are you doing down there in, in baltimore you know what what, what do you how are you making it work down in baltimore so right and then uh, one thing i had mentioned prior to us going on air here and i forgot to mention it to the folks before we did go on air uh many folks don't know this but fuji was almost a 15 million dollar air here and if it would have hung out until two days from now fuji his best friend would have gotten that $15 million signing bonus. But thanks to his friend deciding to retire, unfortunately, Fuji's is not worth only $15 million. Your, your boy and your hook on what TV 12's publishes, man. That's why you got your ear to the street right there, Ray J. Hey, listen, but how, how insane is it? Obviously, Tom Brady does not need that, truthfully. But he, he did them pretty much a favor by taking that money now. They'll be able to use it because he, he decided not to collect on that bonus. Now, whether they decide to give it to him anyways just because, that would be completely up to them. But to leave $50 million on the table, yeah, that might be pocket change for him at, at this point. But, you know, kudos to him for, for doing so and, and finally putting that to rest that obviously that he is uh, going to and decided to retire. But – Thursday, we'll be back here, and uh, fellas, we got to talk about maybe Thursday night here. For the first time ever, NASCAR is invading the L.A. Coliseum for the first ever Man. clash. Hallelujah. We're talking How NASCAR. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool would open the season. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. It's historic. I can't wait to see it. You know, normally I always wait to crank it up, as they like to say, on Fox until the Daytona 500, but now I get to do it for a duel. I can't yeah. wait. So that's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll talk about that on Thursday because that's going to be fun, and then obviously there'll be at a break, and then after that will be the Daytona oh, so 500. 
it's gonna be a two-hour show then if we're gonna talk NASCAR because I'm sure me, Dave, and Lee and Angel alone could talk an hour about NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't forget, guys. We got to get together too because we're gonna be doing our NASCAR show. So we gotta uh, set up a time and whatnot to do that. I know I'll be in Vegas for the NASCAR race, so I'll do a little live. Uh, uh, crank it up down there. I think that's what we should call it. What do you guys think? I think Lee just named it there. Crank up. Crank it up. Be good. We That'd be really that. good. Uh, I don't know what what Fuji wants. He Fuji's in deep thought. I, listen, I know you're busting. How we? I know no, no, no. he's sending you text messages. I get it. Don't worry about it. We understand. Fuji's contemplating how much he's missing out on fifteen fifteen million dollars he could use on a haircut. <laughs> wow! That's usually every two wow. weeks. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been. Sorry, uh, sorry. Rob says, check out the Hex community. They are sponsoring the first community funded NASCAR car. Oh, how about that? Good job there by Rob. So, listen, we'll get into that on Thursday night here. I'm sorry, did someone want to see something else here? Hey, Mr. Buddy Joey B tonight. He really wasn't he was on tonight. Yeah. He was well, on. He's, yeah, out. he's out there. Yeah, but he, he, so he's a coach as well. On Tuesday nights, normally he doesn't pop in too much on Tuesday night because he does gotcha. coach his kids' hockey team. So gotcha. it could no, be. A, he made a comment. I know, but I'm saying he didn't hang around because normally when he has when uh, he's coaching his son's league, a lot of times he doesn't hang around. So Thursday nights are the bigger nights. We, we we've got into that conversation before with uh, with Joey B, but he's uh he normally coaches up until I want to say I think it's March for his hockey schedule, and then he flips over to baseball. But Tuesday nights are normally the nights that he he chimes in, but not as much. So uh, that's okay, as long as Joey B was around. But speaking of, Tampa Joe's, by the way, everyone, our primary sponsor here at Broad Street South and 9316 Anderson Road, right off the beautiful TPA Airport. And you guys, right down there on Veterans Highway, hop, skip, and a jump. And as Fuji said on Sunday, you can parachute in over to Tampa Joe's. So it's a great place, great staff. Ownership does a fantastic job. <clears throat> if you guys go down there, even now during the offseason, you still have the friendly faces, the same owner, Rob doing a great job as a GM, L behind the bar, PJ, all those guys and girls down there, they do a fantastic job. And please reach out to them at TampaJoes.com. Check out the fine food that they have there. And if you happen to travel down to the Tampa area, and hopefully you'll travel down here with Philly Sports Trips, if the MLB can finally get everything going, if they get everything going, then the MLB gang will be down here from the Phillies traveling down in March. And Fuji, hint, hint, that might be a time you might want to come down since you missed the Eagles party that we out here that was pretty massive with some 650-plus. I can only imagine how many Phillies fans show up at Tampa Joe's. But if you guys want to travel with the pros, please visit phillysportstrips.com. Check out the upcoming trips that you have. One will be here in March again if, if. The season gets underway, and that's a combined package where you'll be in Clearwater and Orlando checking out a Sixers game and a Phillies game. But the pregame party will be over again at Tampa Joe's. So, again, reach out to Vince Rizzuto over at phillysportstrips.com. Check out all their upcoming trips. And July 13th, for the first time, they're heading over to Scotland for the uh, – PGA Tour. So that should be the first time over there putting something like that together. And also, he broke somewhat some news this week saying that they've gotten three other dot-coms. Wait and see for bigger news. And as he said, maybe. So a lot of things going on there with phillysportstrips.com. So please reach out to him once again, phillysportstrips.com. Also, 
if I can mention, and Rob, I'm not too sure if you have it up there. Hopefully you will. But when it comes to your cigars, and if you live in the Ebor Tampa area, there it is. You can visit jcnewman.com. jcnewman.com. They have not only the most beautiful and luxurious campus out there in Ebor City, it is all the oldest family-owned cigar factory in the U.S. They've hung around for years. They keep beating everyone around, not physically, just meaning that they're able to hang in there as long as they have, as much as the FDA has come down on them. They continue to hang up there, but it is a lovely campus. If you guys come down, if you have a bachelor, bachelorette party, bachelor party, if you have a NASCAR party, you want to get a bunch of cigars, jcnewman.com. Please visit them because they do ship around the world. So visit once again, jcnewman.com. Uh, Big Sarge Sports, always our special media partner with bigsargesports.com out there in Texas. Big Sarge, you can also hear him on the ND Kalu show and in the trenches as he is part of it along with Chris Gordy. And there's his schedule changes. So sometimes it can be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Other times it's Tuesday and Thursday. Basically, it's always usually Tuesday and Thursday with Big Sarge. But check out In the Trenches from 10 to 12 Central Standard Time. And you can find them on the iHeartRadio app, just like you do with our show as well. So you can hear this broadcast right afterwards on iHeartRadio.com. So uh, great show by the guys tonight here. Thanks once again to, uh, and as you missed it there in the very beginning there, Dynamite Dave. This is now, with you guys on here, when I'm over in your show, of course, there's always still City Renegades. You guys are over here, it's still City South. We just All right. you with, with the other way. So <laughs> two names, one show. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome, Angel. We appreciate you uh, letting us come on, man. And always is always good talking to Fuji. Nick, if you ever want to come on Still City Renegades, uh, come on. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a. I think we're going to be doing a Super Bowl uh, show here. I got to get with the guys, so we'll let you guys know at the time uh, what we're going to do. Uh, my pick for the Super Bowl is going to be the Rams, thirty-one seventeen. Oh, okay. interesting. Like going against the Bengals, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, and, and if everybody wants to chime in with it now, I, I was going to wait until Super Bowl Sunday, but okay. Uh, well, you know what, Chipper? Let, let us know who you believe. I'm going with the Rams. I'll say 27-20. All right. Lee? Uh, Rams, I'm going to stick with 27-22. That's actually what I was going to say, Chipper, you thief. <laughs> Nick? All right, well, I don't predict scores, but I do predict spreads. So I'm going to pull up the spread real quick. And four. the spread is LA four. Rams minus four and a half, um, according to ESPN. Oh, why not? I will take the Rams and I will take them to cover. All right, Booch. I'll make my pick. The Super Bowl show. <laughs> yep, that's exactly where I'm going as well. So I'll wait until the Super Bowl show before we do it. But listen, uh, everyone who yes. Well, now that now the TV 12s retired, you got that Joe Burrow jersey now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got jokes, don't you? You got jokes. Always. No, I don't Always. have. First of all, a TV twelve. I'm not gonna have a Joey Burrow one, right? But you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll make probably, wait. No, you didn't, you didn't do that I, other. Listen, place. now I'll make sure that Lisa Summers. I'll make sure that Lisa Summers from Growing Wings Adult <laughs> Services gets you a Joey Burrow shirt, and she's a Cleveland I don't, fan. I don't but I'll make one. sure. Okay. 
All right, smart guy. All right, listen. If you if you guys if you guys want if you guys want a jersey, I'll go to Shane's man cave and send you one. They're authentic jerseys for thirty bucks. Yeah, Fuji, Fuji, send Fuji because he 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 misplaced he misplaced his. So make sure you send it Fuji. Angel, Angel, Angel. So when you come down here in April, we'll give it to you, and you can personally hand it to him in person. (laughs) <laughs> I'll make sure to do we'll, that. We'll get him one too while you're at it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The thing of it is, you forgot to you forgot to bring up fanatics, so you could buy your Joe Barrow jersey and all your Bengals, Rams, uh, Super you Bowl know, stuff. Sometimes NFC and AFC champion. Listen, sometimes all the, all the there's a method to the madness because I was going right <laughs> from RedlineRadioLC.com. <laughs> genius. Okay, there you go. So, okay, smart guy. So, if you have to buy your jersey, where will you buy your jersey from? Where else but fanatics? See, deal ends soon. Free shipping. Get on it. 24 ship. That's the code you use. Get on fanatics.com right now. Wait, like what have you purchased? The are standing by. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> exactly. Uh, leave it up to Order your Joe Barrow jersey and ship it to Tampa to Angel Martinez. See, what, what, yeah. what Angel didn't want to tell you is he, he doesn't have it yet. He's got it on order, but he doesn't have a Burrow jersey yet. He got <laughs> yeah, it on right. order. But it's common. <laughs> <laughs> They're on back order thanks to them winning the AFC championship and heading their way to a Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, no, Angel, that's Angel, right. Angel, fill, Angel filled up the bandwagon. Got, right. that new bangle, got that new Bengals home to put up there next to the Bears. No, but you know what I do have to put right next to my, my actual Eagles jersey is the credit card solutions from LG Direct. Yeah, that's what I have this month, right? right? LG Direct.net. If you have credit card terminals that you need or payment solutions or apparel, please visit our guy, Larry Gilman, at LG Direct.net. You're such a smart guy. You know that? With that guy, you're still right there. I the best. Is that so you was a pro? There's, there's money not another smart ass in podcasting like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll break. I'll break. Gag, I'll break stones all day. <laughs> hey, 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 Fuji, Fuji, are you coming up with Angel to do Steel City Renegades or to do uh, Grocery South Live from Piston Power Show? When is it? In April. April. April first through the third. That's, that's my birthday week, and I'll be fifty. Hey! So that, so that definitely means that you're coming up. If you're coming up, I'm taking you to go get you the best corned beef sandwich in uh, Cleveland. Sounds good. My All birthday's right. the thirty first. Fuji, I got you. Over fifty one. I got you, man. I got you, Fuji. Make sure, make sure you come up. Make sure you come up with Angel. April first through third. Lee, what time? I just might. Lee, what time are they on? On uh, they're on Saturday, right? Yeah, right yes. after. I, I don't have the schedule with me. I'm at home. I'm right after you guys. Yep. And yeah. Angel, you're the guest host on Money's Crazy Mind that week as well. But it's true. It's gonna be a busy one. I gotta I gotta write that down. Uh make sure I put <laughs> on, I gotta put all that stuff down here before I forget. <laughs> hey, know, just so you guys know. Just so you guys know, Friday might be the final Money's Crazy Mind because I'm talking about Scientology and those crazy men probably going to come try to snuff me out afterwards. So yeah, yeah. As you make some Exactly. The rest of those jokers. Uh, another Did one I of Fuji's. Say that on here, or am I going? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another one of Fuji's best friends. Too. 
Gucci's been nice knowing you too. Wait, we'll just call (laughs) Ghostbusters. I'll take care of them. Oh, don't crack on Ghostbusters. Now you're gonna start. You're gonna get Lee started. Don't crack on Ghostbusters. I'm not. I'm I'm just saying. Just take care of that Scientology stuff. I'll just send the box after him. Adam, same here. Adam, Adam's a, now. I will say, as I said on Steel City Renegades, Adam, it, Adam's a great guy because it, we, man, he gets everyone gets heated. It's it's a great thing about Steel City Renegades because we can all get heated, and at the end of the day, we're still family, which is a it, it's always a great thing. But Adam, yeah, same here. I'm looking forward to meeting you as well. Uh, Growing Wings is rooting for Cincy. Is that wrong? Oh, is that true? That, that's Shrek. Shrek is uh, rooting for Cincy. All right. We'll see. Maybe Growing Wings Adult Services is doing as well. If Lisa's still, uh, if she's still on here before I start off, Lisa, uh, we want to get confirmation from Lisa if she's still on here <laughs> before I shut everything down here. We'll see if she chimes in at the last second. Uh, but for everyone else, we will be here again on Thursday night, 8 o'clock, where we will get into some NASCAR talk. Fuji knows nothing about NASCAR. We're going to have to break him in there. He still believes... <laughs> That uh, Ronald McDonald was one of the drivers from back in the day. He doesn't understand that. <laughs> That's right. He'll get it. Lisa's telling the Rams, tell, man. Telling bad jokes, huh? It's all right. So, no, listen. So, uh, Shrek, apparently, no. Growing Wings is going for the Rams. So, how about that? Well, hold on. For Lisa. <laughs> So, listen, everyone, thanks for joining us tonight. Once again, Nick, we hope you're doing great things down here at Clemson. Thanks for representing. We do appreciate our beat writer, Nick. Hey, thank you. And uh, T. Higgins, I'm looking for a big performance out of him. You know, go Tigers. Yeah, we'll see. We will definitely see. For the Steel City South crew, by the way, if you guys look on Facebook, Steel City Renegades, the number one show, the original show, talking everything Pittsburgh, Steel City Renegades, on Facebook, and while they're here on Broad Street South, it is the Steel City South crew. So for Steel City South, Dynamite Dave, Chipper Nenendahl, the only Atlanta Braves fan that we have here on the show because we don't like Atlanta Braves too much around here, but we allow for our children to be here as well. And, oh, boy, see that? Now I got to cut off his mic. That's it. I'm done with that crazy chant. No Braves in Philly. Exactly. For Lee, Mike Fuji, Money, we do appreciate you, buddy. Of course, coming back here with us tonight. For Fuji and DJ Montage behind the glass. For Debbie, my producer in Studio B, we hope everyone has a great night. We will see everyone back here Thursday at 8 o'clock. Go Birds. <laughs>